When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. KFI AM 640. You're listening to the John and Ken Show on demand on the iHeartRadio app. After 4 o'clock, you could, uh, on the app, you could pick up the John and Ken On Demand podcast and listen to what you missed. If you missed the first hour, we solved several major issues. <laughs> I, you feel very satisfied. That's huh? right. I believe uh, we've put all those issues to bed now. Well, you announced, yeah, that we're done with reading done. any progressive news stories and reporting on them or saying anything, right? That's right. You... There's no other side anymore. Uh, guy walked into a library in Northern California this month and returned a book that was 96 years overdue. That's uh, that's very conscientious, isn't it? Uh, the book is The History of the United States by somebody named Benson Lossing. It was checked out in 1927. Not in particularly good shape, but he went to the St. Helena Public Library and said, uh, I believe this is yours, and returned it. I'd like to read that book. The how did History they, of the United States? How did, they, how did they teach history in 1927? Well, there like, was still a significant amount of uh, U.S. history no, in 1927. But, but, but right? What did they teach? Because now the way they teach American history is all distorted. Uh, well, yeah. Right. Yes. Well, you can even go into books in the 60s, 70s and 80s and probably still find the <laughs> history. Uh, it was five cents a day, the fine. So it would have been seventeen hundred dollars if they collected on the rule. But apparently they went fine free in 2019. See Fair that? Right. Even libraries went woke. Yeah. Because, you know, no people have to check out books, can't afford to buy them. So you can't be charging them. Right. Well, you kept it from other people. Yeah. The book apparently was his wife's, but his wife got it from her grandfather, passed it down to her 
but nobody ever returned it to the library until this month, 96 years later. So isn't that nice? Uh, we will have the voice line next hour. They're ready to go. And, of course, coming up in the 3 o'clock hour, as we do some Fridays, not all, we're going to have a hack for the dumpster. There's also something else exciting coming this hour, John Cobelt. Prepare yourself for another new John and Ken desk. Really? Another one? It's, yes. Uh, it's two this month. That is two this month. We unveiled the Gavin Newsom is running for president. Gavin Newsom maybe is running for president. Gavin Newsom is not running for president desk. We have a whole new desk to reveal in the last segment of the hour. But speaking of Gavin Newsom, he apparently wanted to make it clear to anyone who would listen. He announced a uh, detailed plan. Oh, my gosh about how they're going to up the renewable energy usage in the state of California. And he is confident that we're going to get through this summer, no matter what the heat waves are, without any blackouts. As you know, a couple of years ago, we were threatened by one. There was one, I think, the summer before that, where there was a brief blackout in some areas of the state. But what we found out when we dug into this story there's several things you need to know. First of all, we pay incredibly high electricity rates. And second of all, we borrow a lot of electricity from other states. In fact, we diverted electricity that was meant for other states just to make sure we didn't have blackouts a couple of summers ago. Oh, we have a ramshackle system. We have the a dome, ramsh and, it, and it's a very expensive ramshackle system. Yes. 37% uh, of the state's electricity, they say, in 2021 came from solar and wind. That's up just about 3% from the year before. That's why it's so expensive. Yes, which means we're only a third of the way to being 100% renewable, which I don't really believe is possible anyway. No, it's not. Uh, we're supposed to be 60% by 2030. Mm. And then by 2045, all of it will be zero carbon. Can we make it in less than 22 What years? does it matter? Why, why, does it, uh, why does it matter? It's not going to... It's not going to have any effect on the atmosphere. It's totally bogus. The price of this is ridiculously high. Our electricity rates are 70% higher uh, than average for the rest of the country. So we're paying this stupid premium on electricity. Yeah, all of this is virtue signaling unless a lot of the other rest of the world does like, the same thing. Why, why uh, are you paying? They're not. And the other states they're, aren't. No, they, well, they can't. Right. They won't. Right, and then there's China. We always go back to China's not doing anything of this kind. We're doing something pointless and stupid that has no effect on the atmosphere, and it's just costing us a ridiculous amount of money, costing uh, especially working class and poor people an absurd amount of, of their paycheck every month. Which is why they're coming up with a plan to also, remember we talked about it a couple of months ago? There's a fixed charge on your electricity bill, and it's going to be higher for yeah. people with higher incomes. Well, there's always social. And lower for people with lower incomes. They're going to. There's always socialism to, to solve all the problems, isn't there? There is. If you find out that the poor can't afford just, the utility bills, make the rich pay them. Just un Right. Create a ridiculously expensive energy structure, and then when the poor people complain, steal the money from the wealthy people. So there are two reasons also why they believe that we're not going to have a painful summer of possible blackouts. Number one, as I'm sure many listeners are aware, it rained a bit and snowed a bit in California this past winter. So that increases the hydroelectric power, the electricity we can get from uh, the water. That's one thing. Secondly, they do say that they have rapidly increased battery storage capacity. Uh, they say it has grown from 5,000 
megawatts. It's grown to 5,000 megawatts from just 250 megawatts four years ago. So battery storage is another way because, again, with wind and solar, those renewable sources, uh, they're only good like when the wind's blowing. But if you have any kind of battery storage, you have a possibility of being able to store it and use it when you need it, when the wind ain't blowing. And that's, that's expensive, too. And where the sun ain't shining. You know what's cheap? Yeah. Using natural gas. It is. So that's really cheap and it's, to do and that. And it's pretty and, clean, and right. It's, it's, it's pretty clean, and we have enormous quantities in California. Yeah, I know. This is just such, this is such a scam. This is just so wrong. So, of course, the story says California is gearing up to significantly expand the grid capacity because everybody's supposed to be driving electric cars in the future. And, oh, that's right. They want electric buildings, too. I forgot about that. Remember the war on natural gas and buildings and any other type of energy? Other <laughs> they got a lot of wars going on. No, no, no war on drugs, but let's have a war on gas stoves. Grid capacity must triple by the year 2045. It's just over 20 years away. We're going to triple the grid capacity in the state? No. But they really are out of their minds. <laughs> there, there's something else that's not going to happen. Oh, and of and, course, here's and, the great and, sentence. All of this new development will cost money likely to fall on ratepayers, already burdened with some of the nation's highest energy costs. Right. Yeah. yeah, your electric bills, as bad as they are now, and you know, you know what I've realized is people uh, get... Uh, <sighs> They, they, they get numb to this stuff, and most people don't travel very much out of the state. And you, if, you, if you go on a trip like this weekend, right, and you take a plane to another state, you're going to see dramatically lower gasoline prices. You know, a dollar, dollar fifty less per gallon. Right, and right. and but you, what you don't see is like how much lower the electricity prices are in all these other states. And on average, they're you know we pay seventy percent extra. So for every dollar. People pay back east. We pay a dollar seventy, and then you multiply that by, you know, the hundreds of dollars in our bill every month. It, it it's incredible how badly we're getting abused. The story is also undercovered. Everybody knows in California we have high gas prices, but very few people actually track and look more closely at just how much more our electricity is costing you compared to other states. Very underreported because gas prices are so visible to everyone driving around and people complain about them all the time and the media loves to report on them. But electricity, we're also getting boned pretty badly. And again, their response to that is, well, we'll just try to up the rates on, on the wealthier people in the state. Another burden. All right, we got more coming up. John and Ken, KFI, AM 640. We're live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. Yeah, well, the other day we did this story. It was covered in Slate at Slate.com because it really was hysterical. And it just tells you just how crazy people are that spend all their time thinking about issues like gender equity. Gender equity. So apparently they had a big press conference event. Uh, City Council member Unisys Hernandez was announcing that they were going to do something for people at the bus stops in Los Angeles to shade them from the sun. And the actual device had a name, La Sombrita. Slate covered the story and said, apparently it went a bit viral on social media because it was so ridiculous. And I'm looking again at the picture of what was unveiled. 
at the press conference. And it's sort of hard to describe, but it sort of looks like the size of a skateboard. It's metal attached to a pole. It's got holes in it. It's kind of got a curve at the top. If I just saw that walking by, I would think maybe it's some sort of cell connecting device or something like that. I Like a cell tower? It's astonishing stupid. Astonishingly stupid. So Slate did a story, although by the end of it, the writer was still you know, sympathetic to the cause. And you may say, well, gender equity. Well, yes, it's because they believe that uh, women are overlooked as uh, bus passengers in terms of design and development. So after this became a gag and a joke, the El Segundo Times assigned one of their columnists, Carolina Miranda, to do a story about it. And of course, the headline is the Sombrita bus shade controversy obscures an important story about women and transit. You know, I've read this column three times and I'm still scratching my head. I don't understand it either. Uh, it's long. Well, what she's trying it's to say is boring. that w because everyone's laughing about the silly prototype that was installed, because that is funny. We're missing the fact that public transportation needs to become more friendly to women. That's the real story here. It got buried by everybody laughing. And I don't like it because it's not funny. Women <laughs> suffer. They do, John. Well, men don't suffer in the heat? Well, she points out that apparently when the bus system was designed, public transit, many years ago, uh. it was designed around nine to five commuters who were mostly men. So grab bars and seat heights were designed around men's bodies. But times have changed. What? Wait a second. How many days? I know this is hard to believe. How many days would you spend standing in the sun? Because I've never done that. I my my parents did not have much money, and I bought cars for like a hundred bucks, five hundred bucks. I wouldn't stand in the sun even for a week. You 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 have to uh, go get a job, and then well, buy they have a, no choice. They need a, to use the bus, and the bus is late. No 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 no. You you buy a car. I can't afford the insurance. Yes, you can. I did. We all can. I mean, I came from really poor backgrounds. I know, but you had no kids. Some of these women are raising a household. Well, don't do that. Well, <laughs> okay. I didn't have yes, a bunch of right. kids. you're right. There's layers to this. We no, can keep I'm, going but, backwards. But what I'm saying is, you know, there are just a few things if you follow, you're, you're not going to have a difficult life. But you have a bunch of kids before you own a car? You have a bunch of kids before you have a job that, 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 that pays for the car? What are you doing? Now, and then, she, wait, I'm supposed to clean this up and give you some kind of bus shelter? Carry she, an umbrella. She writes, in a city where the lack of shade around bus stops is a serious problem, made worse by climate change. I have to stick that in, in parentheses. Made worse. What do you mean made worse? She admits her first reaction to La Sombrita was, it does look like something of a joke. And then all the public relations attended. The first of its kind bus stop shade structure. There's just no way in the world you can look at that picture of that thing, which is still just a prototype, and say, that's a shade structure? How in any way possible is that well, a shade it, structure? It looks like a screen. She describes it as a piece of metal on a stick. Yeah, it is. And it's like it's like screened metal, right? Doesn't that look like... It does. It has holes in it, yeah. Right, there's, there's holes in it. And then at the top are two flaps, one that goes left towards the street, the other right towards the sidewalk. But I don't see how you get any shade of that out of that because it's 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 flat. It's it it goes up and down with the two little flaps. 
So where's the shade? I don't even see shade in the picture. And I've looked at three different publications printing photos. Yeah, well, you know she also wanted to make it very clear that there was no tax money used on this prototype. It was uh, oh, grant funding. Oh, oh, but there will be if if they you know make a, make a thousand. Oh, if of these. they just why would they look tell, at that thing? All right, tell me why. You tell me one person's going to walk up there and say, "Oh yeah, this is going to protect me from well, the shade." It's from well, the sun. It, it depends if if the company that's making these uh, is is politically connected and is sending bribes to the L.A. City Council yeah. or the Metro Board. Then they're going to get a contract for this nonsense, like like right. that uh, like that Chinese bus company that made uh, the masks that uh, Newsom bought, which are somewhere we don't know. But um. yeah, I uh, I well I, anyway, I don't understand. It's really easy uh, whether you're a woman or a man is to uh, get a ba uh, an umbrella or a parasol and protect yourself from the sun. You would think you why, would do that. Why, why does the, uh, maybe a very wide brimmed hat? Why there you go, a, a nice hat. Why does the taxpayer have to provide shade? Why? Uh, I Because we what, have to look out for the people what? who work? I don't know. I don't uh, know. You know what? If you're working... The fact that they did so much on this, they tried to figure out where to do this, where are the most women, just, particularly from uh, minority neighborhoods, riding the bus the most, where is the most unshaded areas? I just don't see how you get shade out of this. That's why it's a prototype. I think there's still some... But this is rip I'm telling you. And that story in Slate indicated that they, they were met with so many regulatory parameters as to where they could install this that that's half the reason it came out looking this funny. Remember we went through that story the other yeah. day? Yeah. Uh, this headline here, Los Angeles bus shade for women and minorities. What, does it mean white guys can't use the shade? There, that this probably doesn't allow you, right? There's now race restrictions on shade in Los Angeles. They, I'm not, we're not making yeah, this Yeah, she up. actually writes, remember, it's a prototype. Depending on feedback, it may be amended or discarded. Different prototypes may follow. Well, my thought was, how stupid are you, Eunice's Hernandez, to hold a big media event oh, around oh, that she, object? She is really yeah, She is a box of rocks. Yeah. 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 Was, wasn't she the one that was asking, was it her, about uh, catalytic converters and electric vehicles and whether or not yes. we can yes. protect them from being stolen? No, no, that is, that is, that is an empty can. There's nothing in there. God help the people who voted for voted her in. Holy uh, moly. All right, we got more coming up. John and Ken, KFI, AM640. We're live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. But she's cool because she's a socialist. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com iHeart. That's LifeLock.com iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. 
Oh, such a clutch pickup, Dave. I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. What, you fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for up to 45% off and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries. Well, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock technology reviews the claim for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors so you pay only what you owe you can even have health lock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills to date health lock has helped its members save over 130 million dollars bottom line insurance alone isn't enough to save visit healthlock.com do it today before you see another health care provider that's healthlock.com Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. Coming up in the 3 o'clock hour, uh, we got two rounds of the moist line, and in one hour from now, right in between those rounds, we will throw a hack into the dumpster. It's a long-running tradition on the John and Ken show that the hack committee picks out somebody to throw into the dumpster, and we have selected a fine candidate for you to hear about coming up next hour. Well, you know, the other day, one of the other big events this week, was the announcement by Florida Governor Ron DeSantis to run for president. And he didn't uh, file the paperwork, but he chose to make his first big public appearance by um, going on Twitter with Elon Musk. What do they call it? Twitter space. And uh, we were monitoring that as it happened during our show, 3 p.m. hour the other day. And apparently it didn't come off right away. There was about a 20-minute delay because uh, the whole system got overwhelmed. Huge technical glitches. We now find out that a top engineering chief at Twitter is leaving the company. Could there be any connection between the two events? How far was he uh, tossed out the window? There may have been a little bit of anger from Elon Musk after uh, (laughs) this. This is one of those... 
this is one of those situations where everybody in the world knows it's a firing, but the you know the corporate BS is yes, he's decided to leave after. His name is Fawad Dabiri, and he he put it out on Twitter. After almost four incredible years at Twitter, I decided to leave the nest yesterday. And, of course, the live stream was the day before that. So, uh, now, again, more than 80% of the workforce has been cut since Musk took over Twitter. So, it's not surprising the engineering people would either leave on their own accord or be shown the door. He did not specify whether he decided to leave no, it, or whether no, it was related to the DeSantis event. Musk probably sent a, a text to him saying, out. He was the engineering lead for Twitter's growth organization. Because this was, this was such an embarrassment, actually more for Musk than DeSantis. DeSantis has to deal with you know, the fallout. But, he, you know, there's nobody in politics who knows how to, how to handle complex social media requirements. This was right. entirely on Musk. And Musk is trusting his, his uh, chief engineer here. And apparently, it was hundreds of thousands, I guess, wanted to. That's what overwhelmed it. It says here, the event drew more than 600,000 people at one point. But by the end, there was about 300,000 people tuned in, if you want to call it that, to the, to it's the a, Twitter it's, event. It's, it's a tiny percentage of the country. I mean, I mean, it's it. You know, you get, probably half of them were media who have to cover this presidential race. Yeah, so. I know, and that's why it's so wildly overblown. Somebody actually went to a restaurant or a bar in Iowa, some political reporter, to ask yeah. people what they thought about you know DeSantis's uh, Twitter problem, and most of them hadn't heard of it, and they didn't care. Yeah. A few of them thought, "Wow, well, I guess he got uh, he got such a big crowd it uh, fried the circuits." I mean. When Taylor, Taylor, when Taylor Swift announces a concert, right, and Ticketmaster seizes up, everybody goes, wow, she's really popular. And that's what the average person in that bar thought. It's like, wow, I must have drawn a big crowd if, they, uh, if the system crashed. Right, and that's how DeSantis was playing this. It's a sure. good thing. It just means there was a lot of interest. But yep. 300,000, well, doesn't sound like an incredibly overwhelming number of uh, people, but... Uh, by the standards of what they could uh, accommodate well, technologically. Well, 80% of the country doesn't even have a Twitter account. And there's that. And and then 94% of the country doesn't even post anything or post very rarely. So there's not that many people into Twitter. It, it's because the reporters are on Twitter. Yeah. It gets a lot of attention and the government is on Twitter. But normal people, why would you post on Twitter to what? To, to, to tell the world what? Who cares what you have to say? I mean, why would there be an audience for your random thoughts about anything? When do they start actually, like, having debates and stuff, the candidates for the two parties? or Well, I don't think Biden will do anything. But. Last, well, in 2016, I remember it was in the summer. I remember the first big... Oh, well, that's big, coming. It's almost June. Yeah. It was August of 2015. That's when Trump had his first uh, debate. All right, because I know he announced in June. His yeah. first debate was in August. In huh? August, because I remember exactly where I was. We were, on, we were on vacation somewhere, and I watched it in a hotel room. Okay, and then you and I went to the Ronald Reagan, right? Remember that? Ronald Reagan Library, yeah. I think the, that was in the autumn. Up there. That was in the autumn. Okay. Yeah. All right, all right. So then maybe we might be able to expect something to start happening in a couple well, of months. Right, because, because by, by January, you have the first caucuses. Right. And then candidates start dropping like flies. Yeah. So you've got to, you got from from pretty much from June until December to make your mark 
for the primary season. And okay. then after the first two primaries or so, certainly after the first four, most yeah. of the field's gone. People drop out, right? Yeah. That'll happen. Uh, we have also also an exciting announcement, and I'm sure Deborah Mark will just love this. Uh, we had mentioned this a few months ago, but uh, it's now officially on sale. Uh, tickets for In-N-Out Burger's 75th Anniversary Festival. Mm. How about that? French fries for all. Oh, where is uh, this? This is in Pomona. Uh, the Fairplex in Pomona. They actually have something there that's called the In-N-Out Burger Pomona Drag Strip. And there's a picture in the article of the owner and the heiress of In-N-Out. Her name is Lindsay Snyder Ellingson. Uh, she's 40 years old. She kind of took over the company from her parents. And she actually drives a, a hot rod, a 1969 Chevelle. Mm. And I guess she has raced it at the drag strip. And it's named, it was renamed the In-N-Out Burger Pomona Drag Strip. And they're going to have the festival celebrating 75 years of In-N-Out Burger. I it's should go to be that. in October. Well, 25 bucks I've for cer- adults. I've certainly eaten enough In-N-Out Burgers. I mean, I should have a stake in the company for all the In-N-Out burgers. Yeah, that's true. You should. You should be given, like, a free pass. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like a, like a, li- a lifetime Disney pass. Yeah, you're a like lifetime... a star customer, although I, you're not every day there, but... No. I would no, always cause... know because you come in with that uh, signature cup. Because the lines are right away. Long. Yeah. Uh, a festival, drag racing, a car show, and carnival rides. And it's drag racing of cars, not... Men dressed up as women. Uh, you know, when I saw the word drag, unfortunately, <laughs> that's the first thing I thought it's, of. It's, it's like, and I thought. It is so much in the news that yeah, it's like. Yeah. It's like, and of course, it'll be in and out. Not going to go in that direction. In and out cookout trucks will be on hand, mm. as well as a bunch of concessions. And they're going to have some bands there to play. Um, Z, ZZ Top will be there. Wow, they're still around. Uh, it's oh, it's a fundraising concert that's separate. You have to pay seventy five dollars. Uh, oh, to see the music, to see the music, and go to the festival. If you want to just go to the festival, it's twenty five dollars. So, yeah, and that was fa- it was founded in nineteen forty eight in Baldwin Park by Lindsay Snyder Ellingson's grandparents, Harry and Esther. And the chain, of course, has headquarters in Irvine. I just read the other day that they're going to Tennessee. They're getting a little further east. Oh, that's crazy. There isn't a visitor that I don't have. That wants to know if they can try in and out burger that, that comes here. It's like it's still. Do they thing. like it when they, they find- do? Yeah, they do. They do. I don't think anyone's ever said fan. And there's fat. a lot of burger. Well, yeah, it's like an East Coast thing. Fan. <laughs> fan. There's a lot of there's a lot of burger chains now, as you know, and in the East Coast, it's got its Shake Shack and stuff like that. But um, no, they're not. They're not disappointed. Like I would say, almost all the time uh, that that's a lot of times when there's a lot of hype, people get the. Ex- their expectations way up. Exactly. High that's, expectations is what ruins a lot of fun. And I thought that's what was going to happen, but it didn't. <laughs> All right. When we come back, well, you've tuned into a very special moment on the John and Ken show. So don't go anywhere. A brand new desk will make its debut. Find out what it is next. I'll be finding out too. You're listening to John and Ken on demand from KFI AM 640. 
If you've seen this video, it doesn't really matter because you're going to want to watch it a hundred times anyway. That's what we've done. An angry passenger on a United Airlines flight had to be restrained after it looked like he punched a flight attendant. I should have posted this on my Instagram. A suspect walks into a liquor store armed with an assault rifle, but the store owner is ready. Even though he's 80 years old, he has the reflexes of a teenager and opens fire. Rough night for at least a driver. That's because he tried to switch seats with his dog after being pulled over on suspicion of DUI. A nudist colony got upset because the post office refused to deliver mail inside their community. An elementary school principal in West Virginia getting the absolute startle of a lifetime. A much too close for comfort face-to-face -face look at a wild animal and all caught on camera. We turn now to a Southwest passenger's outburst over a crying baby. In this latest social media fad, teenagers are putting detergent pods in their mouths and posting the videos online. I should have posted this on my Instagram. After scouring the world's social media for the story that has people worked up, staring at the same video over and over, arguing with co-workers and family about it, all while sharing it with everyone. Here's John and Ken with today's Viral News. Yes, it is the <laughs> debut of the Viral Desk on the John and Ken Show. We constructed this desk a little while ago, and today started looking at stories, and I said, uh-oh, the headline was, this has gone viral, this video. And I've realized, and even listening to that little introduction there, a lot of these stories do deal with airline travel. Mm -hmm. Somebody whips out a phone on a plane when there's a fight or some other situation, and that video tends to be viewed by many people around the world because it's always intriguing when something happens on a plane that looks mm -hmm. chaotic, right? scary. Well, it's scary because you're trapped in this tube. You know. 30, yeah, with, with a bunch air. of strangers. Yeah, with a lunatic. And then you sometimes have uh, flight attendants who are a little too strict and a little too nasty, and a lot of things can happen. Well, it turns out that the first story from the Johnny Ken viral desk is from an airplane. But I'm reading two stories on it, and one aviation expert is scratching his head. Mm. This is not supposed to happen. And believe it or not, somebody on a flight over South Korea today, while the plane was in the air, managed to open a door. And I mean literally open the door. Not tried to open the door. He got the door open. And my thought also was, all right, I'm sitting there and the guy just opened the door and, the, you know, the air and the air. I'm going to whip out my phone and take a video of that? Why not? Somebody did. No, no, you better, you got to hold on to something heavy or you're going to get sucked out. Well, that's what I would have thought. Uh, nobody got sucked out. But 12 people had to be treated for breathing problems. The plane was traveling from the southern island of Jiju to the city of Daegu. I don't know. Do you I think that know. was a pretty good guess, John? Is it Jiju and Daegu? Uh, yeah, sure. I'm thinking of Daewoo. Isn't that a Korean uh, company? I know I, nothing I, about Korean cities. Now, here's the key reason that I think this wacko was able to do this. A 33-year-old man is suspected of throwing the door open. He did confess. He did not say why he did it. The key here is that the plane was pretty close to the ground. And even though the aviation expert I cited says you still shouldn't be able to do that, uh, this led to a statement from Asiana Airlines. The airplane is automatically set to adjust the pressure of the cabin according to the altitude of the aircraft. When the aircraft is high in the air, it's...
it's impossible, I guess, to uh, open the door. That was their explanation. So, So apparently the door behind the wing of the aircraft opened into an airstream. And the aviation expert says it seems implausible the door could be opened in the first place. And then against the airstream, technically impossible. But somehow or another, this happened. Well, that's the first thing I, I heard. My wife actually mentioned this story this morning. I said, you can't open a door while it's in flight. Have you seen the video, though? Well, obviously he I'm did. I'm looking at it again right now, <laughs> taken from a few seats back and a, like a little over in the plane. Well, and So what went wrong there? I think they need to take a look at this again, right? The emergency uh, exits aren't supposed to work while the plane's in the air. Uh, no, and I thought they, uh, what is that announcement they make about uh, alarms and door locks and something like that? The flight attendants do cross-check. You ever hear them say that to yeah, each other? Yeah, right, yeah. That's when they're supposed to make sure everything is secure and that that, that door can't be opened until they probably uh, press a button or do something to, to, to connect it. So it's possible to open it. I... I, but on the other hand, if you do have an emergency, people have to be able to get out of the plane by any means necessary, right? Including the emergency exit doors. So, and I don't know, this looked like it was the main door for people to get on and off the plane. At least that's what I see in, in the uh, video here. Uh, South Korea's Ministry of Land, Infrastructure, and Transport said that anyone who does this uh, could be prosecuted and sentenced for up to 10 years in prison. One passenger said, I thought the whole thing was going to explode. It looked like passengers next to the open door were fainting. I take it they were still buckled in. Because in all the movies, people get sucked out, right? Isn't that what usually happens when so you see how, this happen how, in the movies? Did, so how high was the plane? Uh, let's see. It's... Oh, I had it in one of these stories, but I lost it. I, I, uh, you know, if they were fainting. Uh, 700 feet above the ground. It's not that high. Not that high. Why would it they was be... only two to three minutes from landing. Right, because when I heard when I saw that people were fainting, I wonder if they I don't want to so fall high. 700 feet, though, do you? No, no, but if they, if, if, they, if all the oxygen was sucked out of the plane, there isn't much oxygen at 30,000 feet, right? Oh, oh that's right. See? Yes. But that's right. You wouldn't have any. 700, yeah, 700 feet. feet, there's probably enough. Yeah, that, that's that's a that's a normal altitude. Without cabin pressurization, passengers may not be able to get enough oxygen and could lose consciousness. Oh. <clears throat> so that's probably what happened to some just... of these people that were hyperventilating. Asiana um, Airlines, you remember when they were in the news about ten years ago? That plane that crashed at San Francisco Airport. Oh, they're now saying because of the lower elevation, there was very little differential pressure, and that's yeah. probably one of the reasons this door could be open. What were you talking about? Asiana Airlines. When I saw it was that airline, I, I, I said, wait a second. That was the plane that crashed um, at San Francisco Airport. And Oh, it was? Yeah, as it, as it oh, was landing. Oh, with the names of the air crew? That's right. And that joker that, called the, the in woman, the, the yes. four Asian stereotype names, and the anchor read it on the air. The woman read it on the air, yeah, right. It was that story. That's that's right. That was another. Uh, that was viral for its time. That was uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> one of the one of the funniest. Yeah, news the plane videos. was probably going about 170 miles an hour uh, at that level. I said 700 feet. So uh, still, though, this this aviation expert was just stunned that this could happen. You think they're going to rethink this because even at that low elevation that's still an incredibly dangerous thing to do and uh, they probably have to 
well, figure they, out a way to make sure some other crazy guy doesn't just start opening yeah. the... Uh, I, I don't know if that was a malfunction in that particular plane or they got a system problem the way it was designed. Yeah. All right. We are there. It's the three o'clock hour on a Friday. And yeah, just because it's a big holiday weekend, that doesn't mean we're not here and uh, uh, taking care of business. We will have two rounds of the moist line coming your way about 320, the other one at 350. In between, we do have some mob members here, as many as we're able to rustle up to throw a hack into the dumpster. It's the first time for this person. But this person actually hasn't been on the hack scene very long. There's your hints. John and Ken, KFI AM640. We're live everywhere the iHeartRadio app. Hey, you've been listening to the John and Ken Show. You can always hear us live on KFI AM640, 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday. And, of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app. Did you know some travel credit cards offer 10 times points on your spending? Don't miss out on big rewards for your next trip. NerdWallet lets you compare smart travel credit cards side by side, curated by an expert team of finance nerds. What could future you do with better travel rewards? A free flight? A room upgrade? Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Awards Watch says Liam Neeson is at his best. Don't miss In the Land of Saints and Sinners. Having left his dark past behind, retired hitman Finbar Murphy, played by Neeson, leads a quiet life in a remote coastal Irish town. But when a menacing crew of terrorists arrive, Finbar is drawn into a vicious game of cat and mouse, forcing him to choose between exposing his secret identity or defending his friends and neighbors. In the Land of Saints and Sinners, from Samuel Goldwyn Films and Sony Pictures Home Entertainment. Watch it now on digital. Rated R. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists, like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.